0: What the heck are we in? Oh, that's right. We're in the Mustang. The Mustang Mach E. The Mach E GT. We've driven Indeed, the standard yeah. Mach-E. Mm-hmm. We liked it actually quite a bit. We drove that in Boulder. We're all the way in Denver. Ooh, big difference. <laughs> driving the GT, which is the more performance, now with more power, supermodel. Although this isn't the performance edition. That's true. It's still
1: $64,000, yes. and it is not the performance edition, which is the one you want, because you get Magna Ride. This Key is point. almost the place to start, because this is the standout issue that mm-hmm. both Todd and I are feeling mm-hmm. on this one that is a bit of a deal breaker. Yeah, the thing
0: that was interesting is when we drove the original Mach-E, one of the things I was actually very surprised by was how good the ride was. Now, that was not the GT. It was the standard Mm Mach-E. And I actually really liked the ride, and I called it out as a better ride than the Tesla Model Y. Yes. The bumps and the brakes and the pavement and all that, it was actually okay. This is too much. It's way too stiff. It's not comfortable most of the time. And if the original model had had this ride, Mm -hmm. the Model Y would have ridden better which is a crazy thought but then when Todd was in the
1: back seat you were being beat up and thrown around it's yes and unless it's just you in the vehicle driving mm-hmm. well sure you kind of get after it you're doing sporty driving then it's okay but still there's some bumps that you're just going
0: ah it's too aggressive mm-hmm. for how you're probably going to
1: use this thing yeah you're not going to track this who are we kidding now even though it has a track enablement feature yes you can when you go into brown pony mode <laughs> <Let's> see <laughs> Are we in unbridled? Are are we in unbridled? We're we're fully unbridled. Yeah. Right here. Unbridled extend mode down here, and it Uh gives you a disclaimer that says it's for track use only, Uh not for public roads. When would you be tracking this? And if you took it to the track, Mm -hmm. everybody would be intrigued and then probably laugh you off the planet, because this is not a track car.
0: No. I mean, it it would probably surprise you with what it's capable of, but I can't believe it even has that mode. The big thing, though, is I... You need that adaptable suspension. That Magna ride is is necessary. And I'm kind of surprised that here we are at almost $64,000, and what we're instantly saying is you need to spend the more to get the performance version, get adjustable Mm -hmm. suspension, because I don't think the way you're going to generally use your electric vehicle, this ride's not going to feel like it's right. That's true. If you were buying your electric vehicle, your electric SUV no less, in spite of the Mustang name, for I'm going to drive canyons. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you wouldn't. But if you did that, then this suspension's probably fine. Right. But we have had all kinds of seams in the pavement and potholes and weird stuff that is just the reality of a downtown area. And as we drive it, we just keep thinking, wow, this is just stiff
1: and uncomfortable. Isn't that the case with every electric vehicle from here on out, though? Mm. I feel like all the features and all the actual things that you want are going to be... Way out front in price, you're going to be paying a lot. See, ah, train yeah. tracks like that, yeah, it's just not a good in town ride. But I suppose that's not why you bought this, Probably you bought not. it because yeah. it was the GT mm-hmm. and it had more power, and you want to go faster, and it's now the dual motor, so it's all wheel drive at this point, yep, which is great. And mm-hmm. in traffic, I was dicing my way through traffic, but 480 horsepower, 600 pound feet of torque. And when you do step up to the performance version, it keeps the horsepower the same, but then you get 634 pound-feet of torque. So it, even uh, more torque, but then you get the Magna Ride.
0: You do. Apparently, I'm stopping Come here.
1: Come on through, folks.
0: Yeah, this isn't really a crosswalk, but I'm going to stop here really on not. the green because this green. is what, I, ugh. folks. <laughs> it's um this, this her like mentality. Basic light understanding mm-hmm. has completely failed us here in Denver. All of a sudden. <laughs> There is a benefit mm-hmm. for stepping up, and it's five
1: grand more. That's not too bad of a price to pay.
0: Once you're paying opinion. sixty-five thousand, exactly, grand is not a massive jump as it would be if you were at thirty thousand for sure. Yeah. My big struggle, though, is I think about how this is going to be used, and I really wonder mm. why the GT and the performance is even necessary at all. You and save it for just the
1: regular Mustang,
0: the, the original the norma, brand. The normal, normal Machi is good, actually, really quick. This yeah. is a second faster than the standard Machi zero to sixty. It might actually it maybe even be two seconds faster. It's faster. Because yeah. this is under four. And I forget the stat on the original one right now. This is under four seconds zero to sixty, this is which quick. is flying yeah. fast, but it's fast because it's electric and ultimately what you need this to be is usable, easy to charge, easy to work with, and a decent ride and in interface. The interface is still great. We liked mm-hmm. it on the first version. Mm-hmm. Everything about the usability of this is still excellent. Except the ride is worse, and oh look, it goes faster. I bought, the family hauler is now electric. Performance is not the point.
1: Exactly. Well, you know, every SUV has a sport button. Yes. You have to have a sport button, and you have to have paddles. Pre-collision assist. (laughs) That was a little late on the uptake there, I think. I wasn't close (laughs) either. But okay, whatever. Well, so every SUV having a sport version, this is essentially the sport button version of that. But you need mm-hmm. to go the sport plus, actually, the performance version to get what you want. But even then, I don't think this looks like a $70,000 vehicle. We're all going to have to completely recalibrate our brains to accept that electric cars the way you want them are going to be far more expensive than you think. And it's not going to look like the price you paid. This looks like forty grand to me.
0: Yeah, which great is, that it has this performance.
1: Mm-hmm. This is too much money. It doesn't look like, and what most people think seventy grand looks mm-hmm. like. It's got to be amazing looking, elegant, beautiful. That white suggests, doesn't help. Even pearl white doesn't true. help.
0: That suggests some sort of level of luxury car at seventy thousand dollars. It, it does. The acceleration offered by electric cars—that's just universal here. And that base version is still plenty fast because yeah. it does the electric thing, not for any other reason. Here we go. Yeah. See? Great for traffic. Excellent for getting around traffic. Completely. Stay there. See? You've surprised somebody. Yeah, I have. But the big controversy continues to be Ford made a Mustang SUV, but I lean into the SUV part and go, okay, if we're doing that, then let's do the stuff it needs to do. And it does. It does. I'll go to the point you made earlier, though. Is this a $70,000 ride? No, not to my no. This is a twenty five thousand dollar ride. <laughs> this is this is you bought Ooh. a WRX. You Ooh. know what I mean? You bought a WRX okay. because it's it's got a really stiff ride that I want to be hardcore, and and, that, and that's what you bought. But in this package, with what this is going to get used for, that that's a disconnect. Okay, but Mercedes AMG SUVs get bought for the same
1: reason. Sure, for sure. Yes, the families will buy the AMG fifty three, the 63S, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're spectacular. And they're even more money. They're twice the price of this. Yeah, but yeah. it looks like it, and it feels like it, and you sure. get the amenities for that.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. I mean, I still like this interior better than most of the what I would say are the entry level electric cars, which still means you're spending at least fifty grand. Right. I still right. like this interior better than a lot of those because it feels like an actual interior, not just you know blankness. But when you get an electric car, not only do I not think the styling says
1: seventy grand. I don't think the interior at this level does either. Agreed. And where Ford has brought us now is this giant tablet in the interior, and it works for now. It seems like this is the way to go, and Mercedes and other car manufacturers are proving you don't have to just screw a tablet to the dash to make this the future electric car with just clean lines. I want to see the second generation of this Mm. that will be revised styling. Mm -hmm. Proportions will probably be the same, but... A different interior and it's going to feel a little bit more normal rather than just feel so futury and iPad-ish. Nevertheless, this is where we're at now and it's excellent if you're interested in things not electric cars that don't start with the letter T. True. This true. is an excellent choice. And we loved how the first one drove mm-hmm. against the Volkswagen ID four and the Tesla Model Y. Yep. I got in this and I thought, great, this is an excellent choice. It's engaging, it's fun, I love the materials. We've got a little bit different uh, interior combination here. So we've got the orange stitching, more copper colored. For a $40,000 price point, that's where I think this lives. (laughs) And that is the struggle, you're right. But because Ford has looked at Tesla as the benchmark for the interiors, Tesla interiors were always $40,000 interiors. Ford hasn't taken it further into Ford land, into what they're gonna do, so therefore, it still feels like a
0: $40,000 interior. It feels like by copying Tesla, they got the same mm. result. Maybe I think they did better than that, but I but I also don't know that I don't think even Teslas are a $40,000 interior. This is a much <laughs> yeah. more inviting interior than the Teslas are. Yep. Now, anytime I drive the Maki, I'm struck by the fact that they just did it well. Yes. Ford did a great job. There's, there's good yes. room. This is a nice place to be. The interface, while it isn't as good as Tesla's interface, it is. they did a great job. For V1, I can't believe how good the interface is. This is simple to drive. We talked about it on our comparison as well. It's not pushing you away because you haven't been in an electric car before. If this is your first electric car, it's going to be very inviting and easy to use. If you're a person that's used electric cars, it's still easy. It still mm-hmm. does all the things you expect. Mm-hmm. The regen braking is not as good as Tesla, and, and I think mm, you can change how much regen braking one pedal there is. I feel like the one pedal on this one is more aggressive than it was on the one we had prior. I kept leaving I mean, it on. It's off. Here. I kept leaving it on on the one we had prior, and on this one I've turned it off because it felt like it was too much. The um, yeah. propulsion sound on. <laughs> now we're gonna. Now we're gonna. Now we're gonna something. hear digital V eight. Digital V eight, baby. <laughs>
1: Not really. Not really. Kind of.
0: It's light. It's very light. The space usage in here is still excellent. That's the nice thing about electrics. And then you've got a frunk and you've got a big hatch, for sure. It's impressive. And
1: as your first electric, as you said, this is a great choice Mm -hmm. because it is between car and SUV. It's not quite all the way to SUV in my mind yet. Mm. I've lived with this now. We've all seen them around. And I think it's starting to look pretty good. The styling and the way they've used their designer tricks to hide the, the rear headspace, headroom, yeah, yeah. and the rockers, the doors even. I still don't like the door handles, but <laughs> nevertheless, I think this is a great way to step up from car into almost SUV, but still kind of has that natural car feel to it.
0: I think it's very impressive, and the, and the driving is really good. I still question whether or not they couldn't have called it anything else than Mustang. They had other things in the lineup that they could have called it. But would we all be talking about it as much if it wasn't called a Mustang? That's That remains the big question here. I will also say $70,000, almost. Yeah. There's no sunroof, no moonroof, no nothing. Yeah. That is a bit of a it's surprise. There's just roof. There's just roof. Hey. So now, mm-hmm. if you're thinking sports car, you wouldn't want that. But again, are we thinking sports car here? I don't think we no, are. No,
1: but there needs to be a GT flavor of everything. I guess. That's the Mustang way. If this weren't a Mustang, I don't think there'd be a GT. I think it would just be electric SUV Mm -hmm. thingy.
0: (laughs) Which version did you buy? (laughs) Lower trim or upper trim? Pretty much. And see, All right, your turn.
1: Your brakes are one of the most important components of your vehicle. When they wear out, don't just replace them, upgrade them. PowerStop is on a mission to deliver better brakes and components on every vehicle in every situation from towing to track days. We're talking about bolt-on, direct-fit parts for better braking with no modifications required. Now, every PowerStop kit comes with all the parts that you need to upgrade your brakes,
0: including pads and rotors and even clips and fasteners. Plus, all their pads are made from a carbon fiber ceramic compound, which they've tested extensively to deliver low noise and low dust. I've got it on my 300ZX, and I can tell how little dust is on those wheels. So the next time you need brakes or simply want to upgrade, visit PowerStop.com and enter your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder. We've found kits for our SUVs, our sports cars, and even our cars of the past Give your everyday driver the easy and affordable performance upgrade it deserves at PowerStop.com.
1: Reverse. I'll just dial up some unbridledness. I still think it's brown pony mode. It is brown pony mode. The screen
0: turns brown. It It shouldn't shouldn't be brown. Brown Brown is a bad accent for sport. It's It's not copper, it's
1: brown. It is, yes. For autonomous driving, every car company will approach the decision making. Does it hit this? Does it avoid this? (laughs) What does the code stack look like? Yeah. And Ford is no different. So what they've come up with is Blue Cruise, and this does mm-hmm. have it. You can see right above the steering wheel here, this is the eye tracking movement to show that you're still, somebody's still sitting in the seat. You're at least conscious. This probably was devised because of YouTube, because of people filming themselves in the back seat. And Theoretically, so, yes. Therefore, we get this. But part of Blue Cruise is Ford mapping, to this point, about 130,000 miles of road. And if you're okay. in the Blue Cruise zone, your car will do great. That continues, but that's just for Fords. Mm-hmm. So it's almost at this point like Apple. Everybody who owns an iPhone is in the Apple ecosystem. Everything about it. You use the yeah. same apps.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Now Ford's got the blue cruise and the blue cruise zones, so any future Fords that you buy with this technology will be in the zone. You'll be in that ecosystem. Sure. I'm gonna go now. Okay, holy dangerous intersection. Yep. <laughs> for sure. At least run a GT so we can have that <laughs> initial punch. That electric power is happening. Yeah. See, that's where the electric thing shines for me. Mm-hmm. Is city driving. Yeah, for sure. That's where it's at its best is city driving. It's stoplights like this. You want to merge into traffic, mm-hmm. and by the way, when you're merging, kick it. Yeah, that's, that's full power right yeah. there. Hey, see, see surprise the BMW. Uh huh. Didn't know I got that kind of acceleration. Yep. Oh, and we've got the brown pony sound, too, to
0: go with it. The brown pony sound. <laughs> Shouldn't that be more of like a, a, a whinny or a neigh? <laughs> I suppose so, but it's
1: kind of angry when you're in full throttle yeah.
0: acceleration. Yeah. It's, it's impressive. But the base one was fast. It, it was. That's the electric reality. I don't know that the speed that you gained here is necessary speed for the trade-off of the ride. Yeah. But you're wondering, how does it drive?
1: There's still... Bumpy. A, a bumpy... <laughs> Sorry. That's how it rides. Sorry, you're right. <laughs> the turn-in is still good. There's a bit of a, a tight feel upon turn-in, which is good. And I'm reminded, we liked that first one. Mm-hmm. We rated it better than the ID. Four, which wasn't hard, and the Tesla. But there's still a good turn-in There's for sweepers. Body control is excellent it here. Really it really is. really very good, there's, yes. So in that sense, I still feel like it maintains... The Mustang Heritage, I, th- I think it's yeah. worthy of that. Okay. Like, right there. It's not the most, but then there's also a point where you don't want to have this on track or a canyon road. This is not the thing to get no. after it. No, But it's just a little bit. It's just enough for most people to buy this and really enjoy it and think, yeah, I'm enjoying a Mustang. The, That's what the, Mustangs feel like. The
0: Mach-E, for, for me, has certainly been... On my short list of if I were buying an electric car, yeah. I were considering something in the market segment, in this case, five seat SUV. Would I consider the Machi? Yes.
1: Yeah. I, I would. Yeah. It
0: doesn't even, not even like I'm ready for an electric. Now, you do have to figure out if an electric works for your life. You're going to need a charger. You're going to have to change the way you commute. Yeah. yeah. But if I were shopping five-seat SUV and I had any interest in the Mach-E, I would put it very close to the top of the list because it's worth it. I just don't know that I would spend the extra money for the GT. Yeah, we're experiencing the most charge we've had on this trip.
1: And when we drove the other one, it was colder temperatures. Mm -hmm. And we got, what, 150 miles at full charge? Yes. We haven't had this fully charged. Ford claims 280 miles range. So temperature and how you drive still affects it. So, driving this and driving it aggressively, has your anxiety gone away? Has it diminished at all? Or are you still a little bit like on the edge? In what regard? Just about range. Just general no, I, because range. Because we haven't one, had a full charge. We've never had a full
0: charge. You know, you've got that good feeling. But luckily, this one seems to have taken a charge better than we expected it to. It Agreed. actually seems like we, we've had it at the same time we had another electric car. They weren't in comparison to each other, so that's why we're not talking about it. But we happen to have to charge both of them. And this one's just seemed to accept a charge easier. I know that mm-hmm. sounds weird to say. Mm-hmm. but just felt like that. The whole thing I've always said about charging is just the reality of how do I get it back. I'm not that worried about range. I'm worried about getting my range back. Yeah. And this, if you had a a charger at your office or you had a charger at home, you can use it very normally. The struggle is still finding a good charge network randomly.
1: Time to leave the Altima. You're gone. Ooh, there's a little turbo whistle. Do you hear that? The digital V8 is here in force. Well, that's exciting. Bump. Don't have your head near anything when you go over bumps in this thing. Yeah, true. You need the Magna ride. That's the takeaways. Okay, sure, you like the Mach-E, get the GT.
0: Sure. You if get you afforded? want the GT, yeah, With I think I'd just get the car. standard one. I think I'd be very yeah. happy in a five-seat standard Mach-E, yeah. and that would be the play. As the family do-it-all runabout, that's the play. See, at this point, manufacturers have to get their electric
1: offerings out onto the market, and all of them have to do sporty performance things. Yeah. There's no yet differentiator between family haulers, trucks, here's the sports cars. We've almost covered. We're like two thirds of the way there, but the sports cars still haven't appeared.
0: Well, I think part of that problem is the fact that we haven't embraced that all electric cars will be fast in a, in a general headspace yet. Let's just accept that they will all be quick, and then let's make them good <laughs> for what's necessary. But yeah. the bigger thing, though, is let's bring the cost down. Yeah. Because all the electrics yeah. that you and I have driven that we've liked have been over fifty grand. Good point. And we need yeah. good electrics. If we're going to really go this way, we need good electrics that are 25. And they're still going to feel fast because they're electric. Because they're electric, yeah. 25,
1: 30 tops. Yep. I've completely come around on styling. Hmm. These wheels are not my favorite, nor is the white these, paint. These wheels aren't good.
0: And you the can and choose white, differently.
1: anything but white. Yes. Anything but white. Still the coolest part is... Rockstar parking. Yes. Wherever you go. Wherever you go, you get recharge parking. Exactly, exactly right.